This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence. Your 803 tee time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville. Edwin Watts Golf, Truly Nolan and Critter Control, French Lick Resort Casino, and Lexington Parks and Recreation. Also sponsored by Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, and Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Good morning. Come on, get up. Let's go. Let's go. 8.03 tea time. Good morning, Sean. Hi. <laughs> Backspin Golf from the Square Country Club on Main Street in Lexington, Kentucky, 40507. That's right, I think. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend so far. Uh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about today, as we do a lot of weeks, but this week, and uh, first up is going to be my buddy, Rob Miller. Uh, and we're going to talk. I know I haven't spoken very much about Live Golf or the Cheater, as I like to call him. Or, yeah, that's sarcasm. But, man, this is too good to be true. What's going on with our friend, the Cheater, because I refuse to say his name. Uh, and Rob and I will talk about that as well as a couple other things. And then uh, my pal Jordan Perez of Fire Pit Collective, who covers amateur golf, uh, I'm going to be talking to her, what a couple of weeks for the USGA and our amateur championships. Last week, the women's amateur from Chambers Bay was phenomenal. And uh, Jordan Perez is at the U.S. Men's Amateur Championship, uh, as we will speak, covering that. So the men's, uh, just incredible golf, amateur golf, women's side and men's side. And then to wrap it up, our buddy Justin Molinex, uh with Play Golf Lex and Lexington Parks and Rec uh, will tell us what's coming up. There's so many events have already been played that Justin has been in charge of. Uh, it's kind of winding down, but there are still some some great things ahead. And I'll ask him a couple of questions because he is a PGA professional. Uh, all that coming up on Backspin Golf. Good morning, Chris Mascaro. People, as I always say, best golf podcast on the internet. Next on the tee with Chris Mascaro. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. All right, the, uh, I, uh, uh, I, I, you know, on backspin golf, I get excited sometimes, like uh, the final round of a major, maybe or something. I'm as excited as I have ever been to do this show on this particular day with this particular person because of everything going on. That it, it's almost too good to be true with. Live golf crap and the cheater. I still refuse to to say his name on my show. I might let Rob Miller say it. I haven't decided yet, but I think we all know who the cheater is. 
uh, with the uh, it's just too I uh, I got to say hello to Rob. I can't even talk. Hi, Rob. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm. You could tell. I am <laughs> pumped. Uh, Fired up. Yeah. Well, we've had to. We've been discussing live golf for so it seems like five years now and all the stuff and oh boy and what are they going to do and will they play in the majors and golf ranking points and then and then uh, almost as if a gift from the golf gods is how i like to look at it not only do we have uh a a meeting with tiger and all these guys on the PGA Tour uh, in Delaware at the BMW Championship, and we'll talk about th- that. But the person that I detest more than any, and there are several, but more than that, uh, that guy, the cheater, out of nowhere drops a lawsuit into our laps that is beyond hysterical, this lawsuit. So let's start there. I want to know what your reaction was the first second that you saw this. I'm assuming on Twitter, which is where I get all my golf news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's exactly where I saw it first. And, uh, you know, everybody, the usual suspects were firing it off fast and furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, one of the big things I always complain about golf is is it kind of gets stale with the content yeah 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 oh yeah you, know, you don't have the locker rooms and trades and all right. this kind of stuff in a team we're not talking about live golf teams we're talking about real teams yes real teams. uh well this year uh we got more than we bargained for didn't we yeah uh we did my, when i read it i was first i was like i is this true or is this like the onion or what's going on here? Which is how so much of our lives every day now with everything is you have to ask yourself, wait a minute, this can't be real. But I want you to explain to the people what this lawsuit by the cheater and his absolute clown of a lawyer, uh, (laughs) what, what's the actual lawsuit? Yeah. So he's, Suing Brandel Chambly, and yeah. I believe the Golf Channel as well, maybe NBC Sports or Parent Company or something yes. for for basically a nine year campaign to uh, for defamation, maybe slander, mm-hmm. however the illegal terms are, but saying this has been a calculated effort and has caused him harm, and the damages that he's seeking is in the tune of seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, because the damage that it's done to his reputation is irreparable. I mean, clearly, clearly, this is, we talk a lot these days about people playing the victim, and if ever, uh, this is what I mean, I don't even know where to go, because there's so much here, this guy's lawyer, the cheater's lawyer, and now, I've said this before, in my acting career, I played many lawyers, because I was a lawyer-type guy, they thought. They were okay. wrong, but I played many lawyers. <laughs> I would have a better chance of, of winning this lawsuit than this actual attorney, Larry Clayman, who is a clown. He's a joke. I actually sat, when I first saw it, and read the entire document of this lawsuit that was filed. Have you read the whole thing? I went through. I, I scanned it. Just went quite through a bit. it. I think eventually I was like 
this is just insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, it it that somebody actually thought that this was something. I mean, they talk. One of the things he talks about because clearly because of Brandel Shambly and the Golf Channel and their campaign, coordinated campaign to slander the cheater. He is now being yelled at at golf tournaments to the point where, I don't know, I guess that's why he finished 31st in Asia last week. But Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of heckling going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they he listed in the lawsuit, I don't know, 20 things that people are yelling at him on on the tee boxes. And it's I, this is what I mean and you mean about the onion. It's hard to yeah. believe that this guy... This Larry Clayman guy, and have you seen uh, what, you know, here's the other thing, Rob Miller. As with everything else on Twitter, there is always a tweet. There is always a tweet that will come back to haunt you. Have you seen this this one about uh, with a picture of Patrick Cantlay? Have you seen uh, this? I, I don't think I have seen that. This is from February 15th. I'm assuming it's this past February. Okay. Larry Clayman, on his, his tweet, the lawyer that has filed this lawsuit for the cheater, here's what he said. Brandel Shambly, he put Brandon Shambly, first oh, of all. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Yes, of go ahead. Golf go ahead. Channel and others have it right. Don't sell your soul to the murderous Saudi regime which gave us September 11th. There is no justification to get into bed with the Saudis other than pure greed. That's his actual tweet from last February. Unbelievable. And in this lawsuit, he's talking about how how they're going after all these live guys. And to, it's, this is what I mean. It has to be the onion. It can't be real. But it is. Yeah. I mean, this is Saul Goodman stuff. Yeah. Really, yeah. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. It's all just ended. Now we yep. have, you know, better call Larry. Yeah, oh boy. Fantastic. Uh, and, you, you know, the, the, I don't know if you would call this a silver lining, but the amazing thing about this is you've actually made Brandel the good guy. You know, yeah. like that, that, I personally don't feel the same way as a lot of people, you yeah. know, and, uh, but. I tend to like the commentators that are a little bit edgy because me you know, too. I still miss I still miss Johnny Miller. Oh uh, no, that'll Will, never but, happen for me. Well, we but, disagree there, but it's, it's last, okay. It's a last name thing. Yeah. Oh, but the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is, is now you've got you know Brandel's the good guy in this in this whole thing. He's the protagonist. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And and it it took the cheater. I'm getting better. Right? That a baby. Yeah. I'm get, it took yeah. the cheater. Not a big beach vacation fan to finally do it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Every day. I mean, we come here, we're going to, we were supposed to just talk, you know, players only meeting, but then boom, it's a gift from the heavens yeah. or from somewhere at least. Yeah. We're 10 minutes in. We haven't even mentioned the meeting because of this. And here's the other thing this clown, Larry Clayman. every single defamation lawsuit that he's filed, and there have been a ton of them, this is his thing has been thrown out. So you know what's going to happen? Not only is the cheater not going to get $750 million, 
He's going to end up paying Brandel Shambly's legal costs. It's actually going to cost him a ton of money, which is my favorite thing. Because this will go five minutes in any court, and it'll be yeah. out. It'll be gone. Yeah, it's definitely not going to – there's no merit to it whatsoever. Yes, correct. It's, That's it's the correct pretty, term, uh, it's, counselor. It's pretty funny, but, <laughs> I mean, you know, the the, the other upside is we got to see uh, on Zillow what Patrick Reed's house looks like, and it's uh, – Oh, oh! Well, I haven't <laughs> seen that. Inside looks like the outside. You have to take a look. There's okay, a I will find that. I will. I will find that. And uh, all right, let's uh, quickly discuss Tiger. They had the meeting with the players, and uh, there nothing. Jay Monahan was not there with them. This was about the players getting together and kind of talking about how they wanted to to handle this together moving forward, including suggestions that they have, uh, we don't know what they are, for Commissioner Monaghan. Yeah, this meeting, uh, I don't know if we're going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I heard originally it was like top 20 players, but then Tiger shows up with Ricky. So yeah. who knows, who knows supposed to, who, who's supposed to show up? I did read... I don't know if you saw this. There's kind of a, there's one account. It's called like nuclear golf or something on Twitter mm-hmm. that said something. There's a proposal for PGA tour players to have, I believe it was like a, like a $500,000 advance against future winnings in order to compete on the PGA tour mm. that you earn that back. I don't know. Mm. Maybe that's, maybe that's a big number or something, but yeah. it's just crazy how so much of uh, what, I guess Mickelson originally talked about these little things are kind of dripping into the PGA tour, into the, into the players, uh, I don't know, arena or laps or whatever you want to call it that are, are happening. And Phil will never see it. I mean, I apparently doesn't care, but that's what we got. So, uh, you know, I've heard two anonymous sources. You hear Doug Ferguson talking about it and so forth. I don't know if we'll get anything out of it. Um, I do think that the meeting probably should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Rather than now. Right. This is really I, reactionary. I would agree with it. And I think it was Ricky, I read, that said basically the most important thing is that it was Tiger. And, if, you know, and I agree with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, when yeah, that story sure. came out about him flying to Delaware and meeting with all these guys, uh, there was a great article I read comparing Tiger to Arnold Palmer in terms of uh, Arnold was the one that made the PGA Tour, basically, yeah. uh, and television and all that. And that, that's Tiger's role now, and it should be. And, you know, so I have a feeling we'll hear a lot more about this as we go forward. We'll have yeah, to. Definitely. There'll be some changes. Again, we talked about it on, on Tuesday. Hopefully – some of the changes do something for the fans. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Now, keeping players, of course, that helps. Right. But maybe there's some other issues there that'll, that'll come up that will actually get some benefit out of it. Right. Well, as I said, when you were on my daily show on Tuesday, you know, the best way to get the fans more involved would be to have you and I do the commentary for these uh, PGA tournaments. Thousand percent agree. I think it should be a done deal. I mean, All right. well, uh, I know people. The- yeah. Yeah, put out the email address. For okay. <laughs> I know people. <laughs> I'll be in touch. All right. Thanks a million, man. It's always great to talk to you, Rob Miller.
Likewise, I appreciate it. Buddy. Okay. See ya. Take care. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Truly Nolan and Critter Control. Welcome back. Backspin Golf. And the the great thing about having these back-to-back USGA tournaments, uh, the women's amateur and the men's amateur, is that I get to talk with Jordan Perez about it, who is our expert on amateur golf and other things, but especially amateur golf with Fire Pit Collective and, as I always say, one of my favorite people. And she, maybe I say it too much, so I won't say that she's one of my favorite people. Hi, Jordan. How's it going? I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'll tell you. It's this is so I love this so much that I get to talk to you like this. Uh you are at the right now as we speak at the 122nd amateur US uh men's amateur in uh, why don't you tell people where you are? <laughs> so I am currently at the US amateur mm-hmm. at Ridgewood Country Club. Today is the round of 64, and it has been quite the interesting <laughs> setup. It's been an extremely challenging two days for this field. Um, greens have been super tricky. The rough has really been penalizing. Um, approaches have been everything. I mean, because if you land in the rough out here, at least at Ridgewood, you are, can really set yourself up to be in those high numbers so it has just been a an, an enormous test even just two days into it and uh, almost hard to tell if anyone's really gotten a feel for Ridgewood just yet they played two courses for stroke play uh, Ridgewood and Arcola so they there and the rest of the week they're out at Ridgewood well uh, now let's for those listening that don't know the setup of these USGA amateur championships we have stroke play first. How many started off? Uh, how many were in the field for stroke play? So for stroke play, the field began with 312 players, um, some exempt through Wagger, some exempt through how they, well they finished last year in the U.S. Amateur, mm-hmm. and then the rest had qualified over 94 different sites. So this, I mean, you could the magnitude of the, how they get this field is kind of staggering. Uh, and that, those 312, I think you said, uh, it's cut down after stroke play to 64 golfers and match play, right? Yep. Uh, it was a little quieter out here this morning. Um, there was a 15 for 11 playoff, yeah. which <laughs> interestingly ended on, after the first hole um, and has just been... I think it's, just, it's it, the mood has been very very tense out here. It's the first overcast day, yeah. So wind's actually been behaving, which is nice for these guys. But it's been a little quieter this morning. <laughs> well, when you have that many people, and you know, I would check the scores during stroke play, and I knew something was going on out there because we're so used to seeing, you know, ten under, twelve under, fourteen under, nine under. Every day was like two under, three under, two under, three under, and you knew something was going on and how difficult it was out there. 
Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of a 15 for 11 playoff ever. No, that was a remarkable <laughs> number, and only one player made a birdie on that hole. Well, at number oh, 15. Well, okay, now wait a minute, hold it. Let me get this straight because I'm dense. Okay, so one person out of 15 made a birdie, and the other 10 got through by making par. Is that right? Yes. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. So now we have match play with 64, but there are some serious golfers in this field, as there always are for uh, the amateur championship, right? Right. I mean, there are some typical names that you'll see that have gone through. Um, people like Travis Sick, who had to fight to get inside uh, the cut yesterday. He mm-hmm. was a semifinalist group last year, and he made it into the 64. Um, there's some other names. NCAA individual champion Gordon Sargent is in the 64 as well. He's playing his high school teammate. Uh, Ford Clegg in uh, his round of 64 match. So that should be fun. Um, you know, big stars like Fred Biondi, who's had some incredible upside this past year and contended pretty heavily at the Latin American Championship. Dylan Minetti, uh, champion at the Northeast. Um, so there is no shortage of the top tier players. Do Hagestad, Midam Champ. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. And I think. You know, you've got you've got some of the guys that kind of flew under the radar who snuck in as well. So, I mean, it's what you would expect out of a U.S. amateur. There's a great balance of those guys who really fought to make it here and uh, guys who you are, you're going to expect to see go through as well. Yeah. Now, how did how does it work with the field of 64? Obviously, then it'll be 32 and 16 and so on. But how how much golf are they playing today, for example? So today they will be playing um, all, well, 18, depending on how soon they finish. But uh, depending on when their match is in, they'll play one match today. And then tomorrow they will be, uh, they'll be playing the round of 32 and 16. So So tomorrow is a bit of a longer day for some guys. And for the guys who got into the playoff, we're having the longest day of all today. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so I think I believe the last tee time today is around um, 2.10 or so. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, round of 64 is stacked. There's there's a lot of golf to get through today. So I think that'll help. And then once the field keeps dwindling down, we'll try to pack in uh, 32 and 16 tomorrow. Speaking of course with – Jordan Perez of Fire Pit Collective. And so I, this just occurred to me. So what is your day like out there, say, today? Do you follow some of the matches out on the course? Are you, you know, I know what the media center must be like there. Is that how you're covering all this? Yeah, so I do spend a lot of time in the media center, um, and especially during uh, stroke playing the round of 64 can get uh, pretty overwhelming. So for the round of 64, I, I like to float between matches to kind of get a sense of uh, what's going on because there's a couple spots here where you can see uh, a few green at, greens and uh, tee boxes from. So mm-hmm. that's pretty nice. But um, for the round of 64, there's a lot of floating. Once the field kind of shrinks down a little bit is where I can kind of get a little more specific and you know if there's some 
marquee matches, I'm for sure going to follow them. Um, I watched uh, Travis Bick tee off, uh, watched Sam Bennett tee up, who's who's currently leading his match. Mm -hmm. Um, But for now, you know, on the media side, you know, a lot of things you kind of have to cover on, like, a general aspect because the field is so massive. And so once the field keeps shrinking is when you can kind of dive in a little bit on some of these guys and kind of get to know them a little bit better. But for now, we're really (laughs) focusing on the enormity of the championship. Well, and the great thing is, and something you do so beautifully, is it's not just about, well, this one beat this one five and four. It's the stories that are, are really great so many times and that's that's the stuff I love reading from you because you cover it so well yeah I want to just for people listening this is great so there was a tweet uh about the names of some of these guys in this U.S. men's amateur and one of the names I mean this is and I'm a big name guy Uh, I mean a big name guy but you said on Monday, which was the first day uh, out there, your tweet was, it's Monday at the USM and they're already throwing haymakers because there is a guy named Jet Tickle, J-E-T-T-I-C-K-L-E, who was in this field. Did you get to speak to him at all? That's a made-up name, right? <laughs> I did not get a chance to kind of oh. catch up with Jet Tickle, but I was thoroughly entertained by uh, his comeback because uh, someone someone had called out his uh, his first day score and uh, he responded back, "How's the couch, bud?" Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that, I love that guy that right away. <laughs> and uh, that the guy that listed those names is a pretty big name in golf journalism, Kyle Porter. And, uh, you know, what a great comeback that was. Okay, so you're out there. You'll be covering this for us now. Before I let you go, I want you to know that I watched so much of the U.S. women's amateur last week at Chambers Bay. A, Chambers Bay looked a billion times better than it did in 2015 when we had the U.S. Open won by Jordan Spieth out there. Uh, it was night and day between what that course looked like. It was magnificent last week, and that tournament was incredible. And I want you to tell people about the amazing woman that won the U.S. Women's Amateur, who is now one of my favorite people in sports. Oh, wow. I mean, there are not enough good things to say about Baba <laughs> and the way that she commanded uh, Chambers, but it was, it was really cool. And I, you know, it interesting, I think to kind of put how well she was playing in perspective, they usually start the broadcast after uh, the first 18 and she was up so far ahead in her match. I'm thinking, are we even going to get a broadcast? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she was just, uh, dynamite and Saki Baba has been playing well and is kind of you know a part of this contingent of players from Japan who are just absolutely dominating over in the state like Tsubasa Kajitani who was also in that field but who mm-hmm. won 
the Augusta National Women's Amateur. So there is so much talent on the women's side over there. And Saki had been playing pretty well. She wasn't one of these players who was kind of coming out of the woodwork. She is truly a really competitive player. And by the time that we got to quarterfinals, I remember she played uh, Lauren Lehigh and she'd made an eagle. And I'm like, this championship is hers. I mean, there's no way that she is not going to win all of this. I mean, simply nobody who had such a command of Chambers Bay and who I, I mean, wow, her, her, her green reading. I want her green reading. I want, I want to, I want to be green that well. <laughs> well, lights out of that course. I will say now she was ranked 34th going into the week, uh, which mm-hmm. kind of surprised me because the way she played the whole week, obviously, I mean, uh, she won, uh, won the, the final nine and eight, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I haven't seen that. I don't think anybody has in a, in a final anyway in a very long time. But she did have a little help with her green reading, Jordan Perez. She had that a caddy that is a um, he's known out there as kind of a genius for Chambers Bay, and and uh, he was a big part of her winning. Truly, yeah. But I mean. That 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 was a dynamic duo. I yeah. think they had a great they had a great relationship, and I mean to win to win that final eleven and nine. I mean that's something we haven't seen. I think it was since Annika. Yeah. So that's you know that what a story championship, and I mean that's that's what the amateur is all about. I mean I don't think Saki Baba was in favorites for the women's amateur, but she was certainly a player who could get it done. Right. That's right. why we have these championships. It's it's anybody's game once you reach match play. So great. Like you, so great. And as always, thank you so much for spending some time with me. I always love it. And have a great rest of the week. Uh, thank you. Thanks for including end. me. No. Thank you. We'll talk to you real soon. Yes. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Georgetown Advantage Air. Welcome back. Backspin Golf on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Joining me now is uh, the big guy. I call him the big guy because it takes a big guy to do accomplish everything that he's been doing uh, for for a while now, with our Lexington Parks and Rec and our Play Golf Lex incredible schedule of tournaments and competitions that have been going on here. So I will now talk to the busiest guy in Lexington, Kentucky, Justin Mullinix. Hi, Justin. Hey, Matthew. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> that, I thought that was a pretty apt introduction. Person. That was very nice. Yeah, yeah thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, and all of I it. I don't know if I'm the busiest guy in Lexington, well, but you're busy. Okay, top five then, because <laughs> I'll say this to you: when you know, when I go over at six thirty, quarter seven on a Saturday morning to play at Picadome, as I love to do. Uh, this past Saturday morning, before I teed off, I was just uh, waiting to go, and I turned around and looked at. The on the door of where your office is is a list of all the competitions that have been going on, and I just stood there looking at it. 
And I was shaking my head going, how in the world has this gotten done? It's amazing. It really is, all kidding aside. Uh, it's pretty incredible what's gone on for the last several weeks. Yeah, we've been we've been really busy. Really, I, since the first of April, we've been yeah. busy with events, and uh, you know we have something going on every single week, especially with the AM Tour, and then all of our city championships. But hard to believe it is August, and uh, the season is is starting to wind down already a little bit yeah. as far as all of our competitions. But we have still got a few left. There's a few left on the docket that we're we're currently taking registration for, like our uh, okay, yeah, our Lexington like Mid Am Championship. Well, we got our Lexington Mid Am Championship, which is coming up uh, September 17th through the 18th, and then our probably one of our most popular events we do every year is called the Pumpkin Patch, which is in October. We um we do have registration open for that, and okay. that's a two person scramble out at Tate's Creek Golf Course. Um. We do a morning and afternoon shotgun for that, and it usually fills up. And, and that's just one of those events that everybody looks forward to every year. And it's probably got the coolest trophy of oh, any trophy. Is there. it like a pumpkin? Does it, it look is, like a pumpkin? Yeah. Oh, it cool. It is a pumpkin, yeah. It's cool. pretty neat. <laughs> uh, do you carve it, or is it uh, – well, never mind. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not that talented. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, the, this is really cool. It's kind of like live golf. Shotgun starts? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, minus the the music in the background and all that. Yeah, and not uh, quite like live golf and, and the, the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, they're two person teams. You don't have four person teams like that crap. The you know the other thing. Anyway, that's right. Um, and so I know that we've just finished. Like I have friends that have been playing in all of these, uh, pretty much all of these events since April really and every weekend it's it's just incredible what's been going on uh did i just see on twitter i think i did can you talk to us about the gentleman that won um and the event it was this weekend who's 65 years old and won his like fifth championship or something yeah gary backland yeah actually he's won i believe the senior city championship um five times I, I know he just won this year and he won in 2021 but wow um we were hosting uh the men's senior amateur out at kearney hill yeah and uh and he won it and i believe that's the second time he's won that event but um i think i saw on twitter too he might be the oldest champion that they've had amazing amazing so he's he's a great <laughs> player very nice man yep um very happy for him and, and then we actually we had another player too this week um our match play, city match play champion, Bradley Sutherland, the last two years, uh, played at the U.S. Amateur. And I, I I haven't seen how well he did, but I do know that he teed it up there this week. And that's well, a pretty, pretty big accomplishment right there. Yeah, it certainly is. I just, uh, right before you on the show, our friend Jordan Perez from Fire Pit Collective, who is actually at, she covers amateur golf for them, and she's at the U.S. Men's Amateur uh, while we then we had a whole discussion about it, the amateur tournaments of the USGA are just incredible. So just making that field is is pretty amazing. Absolutely, that's a that's a very big accomplishment. Yeah. Very hard to do. How cool? Well, why haven't you done it? You're good enough to do that. Are you just too busy? Yeah. Well, and I'm not an amateur anymore. Oh, that's oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay. Yeah, there's that. Okay. So we have to get you into the PGA Championship is what our goal is. 
Yeah, I don't practice or play enough for that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, never mind. I'm just throwing stuff out out there. Uh, I want to get your thoughts uh, on what's been going on with because, as I said in the open of the show, you are a PGA professional. I mean, you are a member of this organization where all this stuff is going on. I'm a little upset that you weren't invited to the meeting that Tiger had with guys on the tour. I think you should have been there, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I would love to know what was said in there. Um, I I haven't really followed up on it too much. Yeah, well, we we actually haven't heard. We will, I think, but, you know, just that, that... they Tiger said, all right, enough of this crap, and flew in there with Ricky Fowler, and they sat for three and a half hours and talked, made suggestions about things they want to do and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know about you, but and it's not going to be over anytime soon, but I'm really sick of this stuff. I just I wish we could concentrate on golf. I, I agree, and I, I do wish that we would move on from it, but unfortunately it looks like it's, it's probably here to stay for a little bit. Oh, but yeah. I'm glad to see, yeah. you know, a lot of these guys that, you know, Tiger's obviously a big one, and, and Tiger's the reason that all those tournaments have the money that they do. Right. Um, but, you know, the PGA Tour got them to where they are today, and I'm glad to see that the, some of those guys are defending that and yeah. sticking up for it. And yeah, yeah are proud of that. I also understand, though, why the guys that went to the live, you know, went there. I just wish they would admit it. Yeah. Um, See, that's the problem. (laughs) That's the big problem. And then you have, uh, as I spoke about also on the show a little while ago with Rob Miller, then you have the cheater uh, and the lawsuit that has been filed against Brandel Chambly and the golf channel. I I mean, it's it's insane. It's actually given me a great deal of joy because of how funny it is and how ridiculous it is and I know you're really busy but if you get a chance just read read the first half of the lawsuit and I guarantee you you will be laughing and shaking your head and going is this this is another one of those fake things that's that's the first thought we all have but um, I did I did see somebody make a pretty good joke about it, though, because I guess they put the uh, the first page of the lawsuit out, and it had um, it had his home address listed on there. Yeah. They didn't they didn't yeah. white it out, so people were making jokes about going on Zillow tours to his. House. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and again, this lawyer. I've already said it on this show today. This lawyer is a clown. All he does is defamation lawsuits, and he has every single one thrown out immediately. So uh, the joy I feel is that in the end, uh, the cheater will not get $750 million, and it's going to cost him a lot of money because he's going to end up having to pay legal fees for the Golf Channel, which, you know, that makes me, gives me uh, some happiness right there. Uh, let's talk for just a minute and a couple minutes we have left about uh, the FedEx Cup. First event, that's that playoff and the nine, the final nine holes between Sepp Straka and uh, Will Zalatoris were really something. That's, that's the most fun I've had watching a PGA event for a while was that final nine holes on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I was glad to see Zalatoris get it. Oh, yeah. Man. He's been so close so many times. 
he's such a he is just a really good player and you know he just kind of came out of nowhere last year at least to us or you know to me right i had never heard of him until then but um yeah fantastic player and and I mean, I, he might be one of the best ball strikers I've seen out there. He he doesn't miss many shots. The stats um, on his ball striking are just unbelievable. And when he can putt like he putted Sunday, yeah, forget it. Yeah, that was a huge key for him. And I was glad to see him because I know th- those struggles are no fun. And, and he's overcoming that, and that's, that's good to see. I'm glad to see him winning that battle. And it's also, you know, he's been so close – even in the majors, I mean, seconds and all these things, and for him to get his first win in a FedEx Cup playoff event, uh, and what that carries—he's number one in the in the FedEx Cup now, so he's guaranteed East Lake. He's all this stuff. Uh, we'll have this discussion another time because I think one of the things Tiger and those guys need to be talking about is changing the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, I, there's so there's a lot wrong with it. I think right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to change that. I don't know what they yeah. want to do or what your thoughts are. But there, you know, for what it does, though, I, I it is a good thing. I think it does need some tweaking. Yeah. Um, and that's what, the big thing, though, right now that they have to figure out is how are they going to coexist with this live golf yeah. before they change that. But you know, that still is a very important thing to, to, to look at changing right now. And, uh, I hope they get it figured out. Cause I'm like you, I just want to go back to I know, watching rem- golf on television. Remember the old days? Like when all we cared about was, uh, when somebody was getting ready to putt and the ball moved and, you know, or how about this? Let's go back a ways. Remember when Craig Stadler, when somebody called in and rep- reported Craig Stadler, who took a towel and knelt down on it so he didn't get his pants dirty and hit a ball from under a tree and a TV yeah. viewer called in and he was he was penalized for it. Remember those days when that's what I, we had to talk about? I do remember those, and those don't <laughs> seem like that long time or that long ago. Oh, oh man, I'll tell you, we miss that stuff. All right. Thanks, man. It's always great to talk to you, and uh, I'm glad things are kind of winding down a little, so maybe you'll get some uh, time to yourself. Maybe you can actually play a little bit. I would love to do that. I did find time to go to a baseball game this week. So oh, good. Red, so good for you. That was good. Good. All right, pal. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Justin. All right. See you. All right. That'll do it. Very interesting. I wonder what's going to happen this coming week. I mean, Backspin Golf know, with Matthew well, Lawrence is brought to you by Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Next week is East Lake and the Tour Championship, and but I'm much more interested in this lawsuit business and anything else that goes on like this. All right, thanks to our incredible partners on Backspin Golf, Commonwealth Credit Union, Edwin Watts. French Lick Resort. Boy, is it going to be coming into a great time to get up there. Gearheads of Nicholasville. Critter Control, Truly Nolan, Georgetown Advantage Air. Lexington Parks and Rec, of course. We just spoke with Justin. And Maple Leaf Roofing Systems. Wowing Central Kentucky, one roof at a time. We'll be back next week. I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for listening. 
It's ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Stay tuned for the weekend line with Brad Taylor.